Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and it's Sunday fun day. We'll do house cleaning before we start introducing everybody. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet. It's going to be a fun one today, man. And you know what? We're going to introduce our guest first. We're going to introduce the newest member of Ontap Sportsnet. I feel like we got to start getting like the, uh, the, you know, like the t-shirts here, man. And start handing out like the NWO you see back in the day. <laughs> Summer of George. How are you, my man? What's up? What's up? I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be along uh, along with this crew jumping in. It's fucking awesome. So this this came about organically yesterday. And before we get into that story, I got to bring in the other two guys as well. The normal men of this podcast, Tony normal. on tap and Nani. Yeah, the I think that's nor- fair. Uh, that's yeah, fair. The, yeah, the normal. The, 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 the normal, normal crew. <laughs> the fucking the normal, normal Thanks. crew. I don't feel extraordinary at all, Buzz. So thanks. Well, I mean, I you're in, you're in the presence right now of a fucking legend here, a guy who's come up from the, the graveyard and just made himself into one of the most iconic fucking people. I mean, we're pretty all fucking normal. I don't, I can't wear a speedo like that. No normal man, no normal man can wear a speedo like that. So I mean, fucking a man. So you. Know. I don't think I, I don't think I'm iconic in any one of the ways you would consider good. Uh, just from from any normal person's perspective, it's been just kind of a weird, weird ride. To be honest, I just I don't know. I I got really into that tournament. I I just keep pushing it, and uh, you know, I mean, you guys do awesome work, and I'm just happy to be involved, man. I'm I'm ready to put out more content, keep it rolling all year long, not just in March. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. One thing that I wanted to say about uh, George and, you know, anybody who like follows the either of us on Twitter, it's like, yeah, sure. Um, people are going to have some beefs during that tournament. And there may, may have been a little bit back and forth, a little uh, backhanded comments uh, speaking, you know, uh, ripping myself there. Um, but anyway, you know, George is, you know, after that, uh, we all we all talked and he joined our tailgate and a uh, great guy. And uh that's going to be a big addition to uh, the lot B crew because George is out there and we just never, we, we never really interacted with them all that much last year. Um, none of us did, but now that we have over this, you know, these quarantined coronavirus times um, make new friends. So that's one good thing that can come out of this. And uh, I, you know, like George, you're, you're up there all the time. You say uh, I've been out in lot B and uh, when we finally get baseball back, I think it's going to be uh, some even more wild parties. So oh, it's going to be awesome up there and you're going to be a great addition to that. So welcome. Can't wait. I've got one I, I thing can't. to say. I've got one thing to say real quick. When Probably. we estimated that we would drink, what did we say? 1400 beers or some shit in lot B. I think we yeah, actually yeah. are going to fucking do that now. So <laughs> hammer the over on that. It might be 2021, but hammer the fucking over because we're we're drinking a fuck ton of beers. If there's some, if we there's a guy it. out there that belonged on this crew just from pure alcohol volume that he can consume, I think we made the strongest addition to this team today, and I'm I'm really happy with that. I appreciate that, guys. That speaks a lot to my character, just how much alcohol I can consume and, uh, you know, wearing wearing Speedos. So that'll be me. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe one of the – if we get summer baseball at all, anytime when it's actually warm outside, the Speedo might come down to Lot B. I don't know. We're getting the kiddie pool out in Lot B, and George oh. is just going to sunbathe. <laughs> we get, yeah, that's <laughs> – 
That's actually a great idea. I'm holding on to that one. That's going to happen. You got so that acrylic the, paint still. You got to fucking take your Speedo and put a socks right on the front of it for the ladies. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. That's what needs to happen. The, the other news that we've got here, besides the addition of Summer of George, is we're, we're staring right now on camera a beardless buzz, and it's really wow. freaking me out. It's That's really big. freaking me out. So before we get into any baseball talk, I want Buzz to talk a little bit about why he decided to shave his beard and how he feels about it now. Because I, there's there's many ways that you can describe a hairless Buzz, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna save those for later. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it came about, man. It, it was pretty much because of COVID nineteen. It's taken everything from us, and now it has taken my beard. Um, I came home, and my wife had said, you know, oh, you know, like people with beards are more susceptible to, or, you know, they can get it or whatever. And I was just like, okay. And I was just kind of brushing it off or whatever. And I had a couple in me as she kept talking and talking about it. And um, I finally had enough and I went upstairs and I was like, there's no turning back now. And I took the clippers and just went right down the middle of my face with, with the clippers. And after I did it, I felt like this instant regret, but I can't walk around with like an unconnected beard on the right side of my face. So I just, I just, I decided to shave it off and, um, instant regret, instant hurt. Um, as soon as I saw, I did, I, I feel like I have the world's smallest chin and I, I kind of noticed that. And then I remember I have an ass chin on top of it. So I have a, <laughs> you know, I've got like this butthole chin and it's small and it's just not good. Um, but if we're going to take a bright side out of this, dude, I had a couple of gray hairs in my beard, so I'm hoping it comes back a little bit more gray because gray brings wisdom <laughs> and, uh, and it'll just show everybody how smart I really am, which if it comes back, dark, you know, dark brown, I'm still going to be the moron that we all come to know and love. But yeah, that's, that's why I did what I did, man. Buzz, I, I got a question. What was your daughter's reaction to this? Because it's probably been a while since she's seen you without a beard. She's never seen me with not without a beard. She's okay. Two. So. so her, you know, her birthday was Wednesday. She turned two. Um, but she was up there as I was doing it. So like she was in the bathroom. I was like, I excited. Grabbed the clippers, man. I went right on the middle of my face, and she was laughing at first. And then when I was done, and I like washed my face off, she knew it was me because she watched me do it. But she would not come anywhere near me for a good day oh, God. after. <laughs> she just didn't. She she kept her distance, her respectful distance away from me for about a day. But now she's used to it again, and uh, you know we're we're just moving we're moving right along. So are you gonna keep this look, Buzz, or are we gonna get uh, the beard back? What's coming back first, Buzz's beard or baseball? Uh, oh, Buzz's, beard. Buzz's beard. beard will be back. Yeah, Buzz, it, it's on the way right now, dude. Like I got the I got the shadow going on and shit. You know, it's it's coming back. Give it about two, you know, a week or two, and it'll, it'll be it'll be nice and full again. And then you know, I'll just keep growing it out long again to hide the fact I have the world's smallest chin. So it's, well, that's the thing when you're a beard guy. Anytime you make a change to it, it just becomes that much more pronounced as opposed to somebody who just you know. You get like a shadow and then you like trim it back down and keep if you got a full beard and then you cut it all the way down, people are going to notice any small, any little bit of an irregularity on your face, your chin or your jaw or whatever it is. It just becomes that much more pronounced. Yeah, yeah because you, you've moved the baseline then. So then you're drifting, <laughs> yeah. so far, you're drifting so far from the norm then because the beard becomes the norm and that's, that's the baseline. So then you're like way back, like, you know, yeah. a, a good two miles then. 
away yeah. from that. On a positive but, note, it does it does take some weight off of your face, though, because your face just becomes a little more narrow on the bottom. And in quarantine, when you can't do much as far as working out, it might be good. You could just shave a couple pounds off your face just by t- if you got a full beard and you take it down. Well, right. I mean, but the bad thing about it is, too, is like when, like, to your point about like it weighing your face down or whatever, it's like taking the weight off of it. Like, once I did shave, I, I don't know if that, if I'm just fat or the beard <laughs> pulled my face down to give me a double chin kind of thing. I was just like, oh my God, I'm fucking, I'm like, I'm fucking, I looked at my wife, I'm like, I'm fucking fat. I'm fucking fat as fucking fat, fuck fat, bro. Like, what happened? And she, you know, I'm like, I'm, and she's like, you're not fat. And she's like, you're wearing a small t-shirt for God's sake. She still orders small t-shirts. She's still, you know, and I was like, Jamie, like, look at my face. Like, I could yeah. see my fucking chin. It's like when I eat, you see the food go down and like the Wait bottom second. part of my chin expands past my actual fucking chin. You just you just told me you had the world's smallest chin, and now you're talking about how big your chin is. No, well, that's the my chin part. Chin. I, think, I think there needs to be a plural in here. The chins. Yes. The yeah, chins. It's, it's that's that's where we're getting it's to. It's my gizzard. It's my gizzard. You see this shit? I don't think you could wear small t-shirts and be considered fat. Well, George, I'm gonna prove you wrong here today. I just, I just don't. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's possible. I don't think. A small T-shirt and fat just don't go together, bro. I, it's all it's all fucking face fat. I don't know what happened. I just I don't I, like. Well, that's different entirely. Face yeah. fat's different different than body fat, but you can't. Wait. I mean, I think it looks fine. Uh, I, I think I it looks fine. Which, which I'm just gonna like prop, more the top or the bottom problem. portion. Uh, <laughs> what's the next? What's the next thing? Uh, yeah, let's, let's let's get into some let's get into some White Sox baseball. I'll give it to Johnny to take care of the news yeah, here. Let, let's let's get into our news rundown because there has been some White Sox news, and unfortunately, our first topic is going to be a bit of sad news. Um, Ed Farmer, uh, Ed, former White Sox pitcher, and he was the radio announcer, uh, passed away. That was on Wednesday night, um, and uh, you know it, it's sad because Ed Farmer, guys, was the soundtrack to summers for many many White Sox fans everywhere. Um, it, it's sad to, you know, see him go. Uh, he's a Chicago native pitch for the Sox from 79 to 81. He was an all-star in 1980. The only appearance on the all-star team in his career came with his hometown white Sox. Uh, he joined the Sox radio broadcast in 91, took over play by play in 2006. Um, he was a color commentator before that. And, uh, man, just, it, it's a sad day when you lose one in the white Sox family. So guys, uh, what, what were your initial reactions to this? Well, I just was hoping that it was like an April Fool's Day joke. You saw that shit rolling on Twitter. Um, what was it, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night on April mm-hmm. Fool's Day? And, uh, you know, we collectively tried to go out and figure out if this was true or not. Unfortunately, we did come back and, and you know, find out that uh, this was more than likely true. And then uh, the first thing I saw on my phone when I woke up the next morning was yeah, uh, the tweet from the White Sox that Ed Farmer had passed. And, you know, my first reaction to that is, like, I don't know how I'm going to listen to another radio broadcast and not have that same excitement. I mean, you think about Ed Farmer, um, I I think he's kind of lost in the shadows of of Hawk Harrelson. And, and like, just for our generation, um, listening to White Sox games, the light them up, uh, Sox win, Sox win, like all those, those different sayings that Ed Farmer had are still part of that same soundtrack that uh, I compare to, you know, Hawk Harrelson and, and what I grew up with. You said he started in 91. That's the year I was born. I haven't listened to a radio broadcast outside of games where Farmer was, you know, just out for either vacations or doctor's appointments or whatever he had going on 
that's that's the guy right there for me. Um, he's been there through the whole course of my Sox fandom, and it's just it's so sad to hear that that, that news, man. It's it's. I mean, I expected to listen to him this year. Toss it over to you guys. Yeah, it, the whole situation sucks. Um, you know, it, I don't know. It, it was like an unverified Twitter account that had like broken the news at first. Uh, when when he had passed and no one could figure out whether or not it was legit but just echoing everything that tony said i mean ed farmer is a big part of my childhood you know working and especially like with my first you know my first real full-time job i ever had on the rail like not being able to watch Sox games constantly so i had you know i would listen to ed and dj on the on the radio you know listening to the game while i was at work constantly so you know i grew to you know look forward to to hearing those guys so i mean the whole situation is just terrible um you know my prayers and you know my thoughts are out to the family and everybody within the white Sox that you know, this is a, you know, greatly affected. So, um, you know, I, he was really, really good. I know like towards the end there, people were really concerned about his health. And this has been a conversation that a lot of people have talked about that, you know, the last two years, his health was kind of deteriorating. Um, oh, it just, it just kind of sucks. It all came down to this and he couldn't, you know, at least just retire and take a couple of years off, you know, to watch, you know, especially when the White Sox were going to get real good, he's not gonna be able to call those games either. So, uh, you know, like I said, prayers out to them and, uh, you know, George, I'll kick it over to you for that. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. And it, it kind of makes you realize as a Sox fan, how kind of blessed we are to have all these people that get to, we get to listen to calling our games. Like we've had some, I mean, whether you like Hawk or not, there's people that do, there's people that don't. Um, I mean, we've had some iconic guys calling and I think Benetti, we're also really lucky to have him calling calling games now too. Like you don't get a lot of places where you get back to back to back good guys. Like any, anywhere you listen, if you're watching on TV, if you're listening to the radio and I used to reverse commute and have to listen on the radio all the time, you know, on long drives. And I just had to take a video or something in the car and people would hear his voice. And it's just like, that would be the comments underneath the tweet would be like, Oh, listen to farmer, like all this stuff. And it's, it sucks, you know, um, to, know that we're not going to get to listen to him. And you're right. Him not seeing us when we're supposed to be getting really good is kind of a shot, but you know, yeah. Prayers to his family and everybody in the white Sox. I think they handled it pretty well and seeing all the tributes and comments from all these great players that we've had and watched play was uh, pretty cool too. Yeah. Uh, guys, I got three comments on here and one of them is picking piggybacking off of what uh, George had just said there. Um, all, all the stories that came in, all the posts um, uh, on Twitter and wherever they uh, may be, um, you know, tributes to Ed Farmer. You got guys, Ozzy Gee and Frank Thomas, some of the older players uh, chiming in. And then the current players, too, Lucas Giolito, um, Ryan Burr uh, on Twitter, and they all loved him. Uh, you know, just the, some of the stories that they shared about uh, him sharing his stories with those guys on the team playing when they're traveling on the road. Um, you know, uh, he was a beacon of baseball stories and uh, he shared them with the guys and I think they all really appreciated it. And uh, just, it was cool to see the sentiments roll in and the, you know, a sad situation, but just to know how much love there was for Farmio there. Um, that was one. And then um, two was, um, you know, uh, whether you, you know, there's, you, you could have an opinion on it uh, on the flow of a broadcast. Uh, some people may have thought, you know, at times it could get boring and, you know, it's a tough gig uh, doing that on the radio. But um, I 
just think that, you know, e- even if it got dull uh, at times, you knew that when, when an exciting moment happened, Ed, Ed Farmer was there and he was just excited as you, the fan. So um, I, I think that's something that people need to keep in mind, um, despite uh, some of the other, you know, kind of walls. So you're trying to make conversation in the middle of an inning when not too much is going on. So then my third point um, was that when Farmer was out at periods of time, um, over the last year, at least, uh, Andy Mazur did a great job filling in and he was always, you know, respectful to Farmio and always, um, you know, talking about him, even when he wasn't on the air, you know, with bantering with DJ about his time with Farmio, obviously they spent so much of it on the air, uh, calling games for so many years together, um, but if Andy Mazur does end up uh, being in a role uh, within White Sox Radio there, I think we are still in good hands there. So uh, that was my thoughts to wrap it up. Um, let's move on, uh, guys. It's a sad day. Rest in peace, Farmio. Um, you know, crack him cool for Farmio. Crack him for Farmio right too, here. And they, you know, light yeah. it up for him. Yeah, crack him for Farmio. That's, yep. All right, um, guys, there's more news here, so let's move on. Um According to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, the MLB is considering it could begin play in Florida, more likely Arizona, empty spring training stadiums to start things off for the year. Um, Obviously, they want to get baseball in in any way, shape, or form. Sports want to resume in any way, shape, or form. Um, July 1st being a hopeful target date for there, but that was a uh, news development this week. So thoughts on playing uh, games to get going in empty spring training stadiums. What else do we fucking have right now? (laughs) Like, let's just, let's be real. Like, I'd rather be in Lot B, drinking before the game, going into the ballpark, watching this team play. But if it has to be on TV in front of no fans, and that's all we're going to get, depending on how long this thing goes, make this happen, please. Because you just, you have to do something. If you're going to salvage this year, you have to start at some point. You've seen all the stuff on the news right now about, Leagues don't want to start until there's a like you know fans can be there. Or, you know the the risk of having to quarantine people if they come in contact with somebody who's infected. All this other bullshit. There's no way you're going to start this season anytime soon with fans in a normal capacity. So if this is the next best thing that we can get, make it happen. I'm not going to like it. But I'm going to enjoy the fact that there's baseball being played that we can watch. You saw, uh, what was it, the the wrestling WWE or whatever that is, uh, Buzz, I know you're a fan of that, um, do their WrestleMania this past weekend with no fans. I'm not, I'm not a wrestling guy. Don't know how that went. But at least they're still continuing to provide some sort of entertainment for people right now. If MLB can find a way to make this happen... I think they have to go all in on it and and just go for it. The thing I worry about, though, is imagine being a baseball player stuck in the middle of Arizona, July 1st. It's going to be 100 fucking 10 degrees. You're going to see a bunch of guys who are out of shape right now because they've been sent back to their own countries, and that's the other thing I worry about. How are you getting all these baseball players back to Arizona? I'm sure the MLB will find a way to do it if that's the case. But it's not exactly ideal conditions to be playing baseball games day in, day out, especially if you're talking about double headers in 110-degree weather. It's going to be interesting. There's, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that can play into this, but I just want to see baseball at this point in time. And if we have to do socks on tap postgame shows this year, I'm going to love that. Make it happen. I'll toss it over to you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I think that... 
I'd be fine with, you know, getting baseball in July if they have to do it. You know, whatever's going to protect the players, whatever's going to play, you know, protect anybody that's involved so they don't come in. Like, you know, Nani had alluded to in the beginning and you too, Tony, you know, not to come into contact with anybody that's been infected, you know, constantly going to airports, constantly traveling, you know, you put yourself at more risk. Um, as far as like the wrestling thing goes, I guess we could use that as a, you know, a comparison here. Like WrestleMania was two nights this week. It's actually tonight. And then it was last night as well. It, it's definitely weird. Like, you know, um, it's weird without any fans. It's a different setting, but obviously, you know, they just do their best to entertain you. You know, obviously I think I'd be fine with having baseball. I know it's going to suck ass for us because you know, the payoff for this year, the patience in the off season, you know, signing Yaz, you know, getting Gonzalez and extending, um, you know, Luis Robert and, you know, doing all that cool shit that we were doing. We were all fucking waiting to get to lobby, to get in, you know, to the rate and watch this team perform. I think that we all have to kind of try to compromise at this point that if we do want baseball, there's no reason to throw a fucking bitch fit about it because fans won't, can't be in the stadium. I'd rather watch this team perform than not. And if we're able to get baseball in a remote location in Arizona, and that's where everybody's going to play for right now, then sign me the fuck up. Point blank period. Sign me up. Let's not lose a year of this team being together. Like that's because that's exactly what we're looking at. So let's get the you know if they can get it done, and they find a safe way to do it, and let it fucking ride. George, I'll kick it over yeah. to you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, we've kind of had to adapt to a bunch of different scenarios here, just being in quarantine and not being able to go out and do things. Like we found a way to get it done. People are doing Zoom meetings. We've you guys have already thrown together virtual tailgate. Uh, you know, that's the kind of shit that we're going to have to do. If I get to sit here and I have to have a virtual tailgate with people and drink beers and watch the Sox, then that's what I'll do. I don't give a shit. I want it. I've been waiting. And a lot of people have been waiting, not at getting as excited for a season as they are for this one for a long time. And I think that if we get any chance to get like, let that out a little bit, I think we should take it. If they can get to Arizona, play games. I, I mean, I don't know how double headers would work in that heat. Um, I mean, that's a good point, but, you know, I'm sure they're going to have to figure out the logistics of that whole thing, whether they start earlier in the day or whatever the case is. But I agree. I think we if we get a chance to have at least half a season and have baseball and have playoffs and have a team that's actually going to be decent, I want to see that, whether I can be there or not. Yeah, George, one thing that you'd said there, uh, logistical nightmare. We've talked about this running uh, on the show for probably about three weeks now. Um, yeah, all, all of it's going to be, but they got to look at all the options available. And this is probably one of the more realistic ones. And obviously there's more concerns about, um, you know, uh, w- uh, some of the articles that I was reading up on this before we uh, jumped on this call were that, um, you know, e- even one player testing positive, one staff member, one stadium worker, um, that could shut the whole thing down. So, I mean, they're going to have to be sure. So, obviously, none of this is all set in stone, but this, these are just proposals yeah. as they come out. Come up, you know, we had uh, ones where, you know, last week we were talking about Scott Boris's proposed World Series week or whatever the hell it was. Um, you know, so we're, we're just bringing these up, bringing these to the attention of baseball fans that are listening to the show. I uh, just wanted to let everyone know that. And then, um, but yeah, the logistics would have to be, you know, worked on diligently by uh, teams, the league, uh, the staffs at those stadiums down there how many stadiums do you play in what's the schedule look like what do double headers look like like tony had said um the these guys coming off if they haven't been you know in the same shape that they would have been going into a season having to play in that sweltering heat in like july because that's what we'd be looking at like july 1st like at the 
earliest hopeful start date. Um, it's a lot, man. Logistical nightmare. I think it's the best way to describe it, and that's going to be a running term here. Uh, logistical nightmare on socks on tap Sunday Fundays. But uh, hey, I, I echo the sentiments of you guys for actually, you know, the possibility of getting baseball back any way, shape, or form. It's back. I want it. Um, and as long as we're able to watch it, um, obviously you can't be there. We'd all love to be there um, in person, like Tony had said, tailgating and lap B, all that. Um, that would be the ideal situation, but you know, there's bigger concerns, uh, at play here. So, um, if we have to do zoom tailgates for a white Sox opening day in early July, uh, we'll do it when they're playing out at Camelback ranch, we'll do it. You bet your ass we'll do it. So, um, that was just interesting. Wanted to get your thoughts on that. So let's move on to our next topic kind of related here. Um, all the major sports league commissioners had a call with the president on Saturday. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of like groundbreaking stuff that came out of that, but you know, um, president Trump, you know, he hopes to have fans back in arenas and stadiums by late summer, early fall. Um, but then Adam silver, NBA commissioner also noted that, you know, there needs to be an all clear for medical officials for that to happen. Uh, because you don't want this thing to uh, hit another wave, uh, coronavirus and spiral further um, th- than it already has. So uh, obviously a lot up in the air. They want to be hopeful about it. But at the same time, we got to sit here and look at it realistically. Um, guys, it's uh, it's tough situation. And I, you know, right now we're talking about the possibility of football being moved around and shuffled obviously there's still time for that and they got to see how things play out over the next couple of months here but man uh it's scary times when you think about the the hopeful versus the reality of the situation well if i just don't get to see you have to go through security with your backpack this year i'm gonna be really upset (laughs) i mean i've been looking forward to that since you wrote the backpack guide should I get like a, you know, like people have been doing like the videos of stuff at like home, like, you know, like there's been like hockey at home videos of guys like, you know, like, you know, shooting pucks in their like living room or in their driveway or whatever. And there's been uh, other baseball ones, um, you know, or like people that are like, you know, it's like their 21st birthday, but they're in quarantine. So like their parents like set up like the bar with the house and the guys will bouncer outside. Should I have a family member? Uh, come over and be like outside my house and check the backpack, Tony? Would that make you yes. happy? Post a video yes. of it. Yes, we need we, you need, we need you going through fucking security with that backpack, with the backpack song. Like I was ready to do this, and it just it it's really upsetting me that you can't do that. The other thing too, uh, going back to if the games are played in Arizona, one thing I'm gonna miss is the fireworks. I've got enough fireworks to light off for every home run, every home run. <laughs> you better we hope will, I will get my fireworks this year, one way or the other. <laughs> I will get my fireworks. And uh, the other the other thing I want to talk about too is if if we do get baseball in July, I hope we're not in a, in a position where we can't gather in small groups because I'd like to watch a game with you guys and bring it in yeah. the same way we had before. So if we could get like a group of five six people together, I'd like to get the Sox on Tap Crew together to watch a game. That that's what I'm hoping. That's my goal. Here. Yeah. And I, you got to hope that if they're actually considering that they're going to be able to get teams together in July and have like guys in a clubhouse all together or staying at a hotel, which is another thing, like where are all these guys going to stay when you've got all these teams that are going to the same place? <laughs> so I don't know what kind of setup they're going to have there, but if they're going to be doing that, <clears throat> I got to imagine that they're you're going to be able to keep like the tech group of 10 rule or whatever the, whatever it is and have like small group get togethers by that point. If, if they are playing baseball, I mean, 
I mean, that's the goal. I mean, that, that's why I mean it's just so hard to even speculate on sometimes because it, it just seems like you hear like completely different things. Like, you know, you hear from, you know, President Trump the other day that um, it was yesterday, you know, he's, he's expecting the NFL season to kick off on time in September, you know, August, September or whatever. And it just blew, blows me away, especially having bear season tickets with no going through all this shit. But then the governor comes out and says, I'd be shocked if that were to happen. You know, like I said, it's just kind of a just kind of a nightmare all around. I'm not sure how to kind of take it. You know, I mean, I hope I just want baseball, man. If we can get the baseball and we can do that shit and, you know, the, the teams can be safe and play and make it happen, I'm all for it. But I just, it's so hard, like I said, so hard to speculate on. And I believe in the juju. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give a hot take or anything like that. I just keep my mouth shut and just trying to, you know, hope and pray for the best. Yeah. So, guys, uh, Tony had texted me something earlier this week. And he had said, you know, golf courses are open. He's like, you think, you know, just to do something, I'm going to have to, you know, go golfing here. Now, here's an idea. Say the, you know, they, they finally get that just hypothetically here. I'm not trying to mess up Buzz's juju, but hypothetically, <laughs> they get that going. They get that going and it's mid late July and they are actually playing games down in spring training. And we're still not able to say the, you know, everything's still shelter in place or whatever, uh, you know, social distancing, all of that here in, in the Chicago land. What if we go out to a golf course, we play, we stay socially distant, but we play and we just have a couple of Bluetooth speakers all at the same time playing the radio broadcast. That could be an option. <laughs> yeah, that go. would actually be a good option, too. Yeah, I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go golfing. I haven't golfed on a golf course in so long. Um, top golf is probably the closest I've come to golfing, but I live on like on a golf course and I've been watching all these, these oh, groups of guys, over here. all these guys go through and golf and it look, it just, it's, it's just so painful watching them have a good time while I sit on my deck and drink beer, which is also a good time, <laughs> but it's painful seeing them hanging out and competing in some sort of sporting event. Well, I'm stuck in this house, so I need to get out onto that golf course. And that's the only thing that's driving me to do that because I find golf boring. I don't know about you guys. I find it boring except for the part where you get to drink the beer and hit the ball. But standing around and doing the whole golf thing, not exactly my, my cup of tea. So, But at this point in time, at this point in time in the quarantine, golf has never looked so attractive to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, guys, I, that's like where that kind of sprung from, Tony, because you text me like, oh, shit, we might have to go golfing to like even like, you know, have like any sort of get together at any point. So I was thinking like, you know, like that would add another element to the golf game. If there's a White Sox game going on uh, as they have modified a uh, different sort of, you know, uh, ways that they get a season to actually be played that could be like its own tailgate in itself. You know what I mean? We all have, you could either pull up the broadcast on your phone or we have it, like I said, Bluetooth speakers with the, um, the with the broadcast going on. Um, and we're all kind of socially distanced, but hey, when the White Sox hit a home run, we're all six feet apart. Have a cheers in the air and, you know, <laughs> fuck, we might have to do it. We got to get creative here. Like some of George said, we got to adapt. We got to adapt, baby. Yeah. We'll make it work. I don't want to, I don't want to brag, but I got a hold one, one time at Haunted Trails and, I'm pretty great fucking. I'm a pretty great fucking golfer. <laughs> so, isn't that mini golf? It doesn't matter, Tony. It's I fucking it's got a hole, hole in one, one somewhere. It's hole in one okay, doesn't like matter. Fucking skill, no matter what. And if I actually went with you guys, it's going to go back to the point that we've talked on the last two socks on taps. Now that now that George is in the fold too, 
you guys are going to drink a bunch, and then I'm going to fucking go so hard, you know, holes one through four that you guys are going to leave we're gonna me behind. Leave, I'm gonna be yeah, fucking, we're going to leave you at hole six. I guarantee you a in the sand trap. <laughs> I fucking, you know, crash the golf cart in the fucking pond. I'm just going to float away. With my, I can my imagine. My double chin will be my life preserver. I can imagine Buzz being passed out in a sand trap on, like, hole six, and we just bury him. And then the next group that comes behind hits the ball into the sand trap, and Buzz just, like, emerges as they're trying to dig it themselves out of that hole. It'd be the like scariest motherfucking trap monster. You got a naked yeah. mole rat coming out of the sand trap. <laughs> oh, I didn't like that. That's not funny. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I got to say, any chance you get to go outside, like, even right now, I found myself going outside, just, like, I'll take my dogs out or whatever it is, and I get out there and, like, I feel the sun and the fresh air, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I really like being outside. And normally I'm like, I just want to chill on my couch and not do anything. But now we were kind of really appreciating actually being able to do anything, even the simplest of outdoor tasks or whatever the case is. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but every time I walk out the door, I'm like, holy, this is, I need to be outside more. Yeah, Yeah, I felt that way this whole time. Absolutely. If there's a place I can get it, um, I definitely need to get a hockey net, set it up in the driveway because I have a stick already. Uh, I got plenty of, you know, uh, tennis balls or whatever I want to shoot. Um, but if I can get a net, I think I'm going to have to do that just to enjoy the outdoors. So, yes. Um, we've got a couple more Sox topics here, uh, guys. Uh, Sox Rewind, we've touched on this a couple of weeks since it's been going on, uh, but they've been on NBC Sports Chicago every day at 4 o'clock. Um, cool to see some of these 05 games, um, you know, replayed. These are being, you know, they're getting into early May now. A lot of them were, like, uh, throughout April um, that they were airing from 2005 uh, or various days this week. And just a couple things that I noticed from that team, man. Starters going late into games is cool and tough. Obviously, we all know about the complete game stretches, um, you know, uh, in the playoffs. We, we know about that. But, man, even earlier in the season, like, there was, like, no, like, question. Like, the earliest I saw someone get pulled so far outside of Contreras' injury was Freddie Garcia got into a little trouble in the seventh inning. But even then, it's like, oh, well, our pitchers right now would probably be out after, like, the six. Like, no no question. Or, like, in the six. Easy. They get easy. And you go you go with a uh, you go with bullpen by committee then after that. And then another thing too that I saw is the, the bullpen, man, it's like some of those names, it's like you forget like even like Dustin like Hermanson like coming in like locking stuff down. Like seriously. And yeah. it's like Dustin Hermanson like, oh, like, was no. cool and tough. Before cool you know, and yeah. tough was we're, cool and tough. Like we're like right now it's like, you know, there's a lot of like kind of like still and granted they're still up in the air guys trying to still prove themselves in the league um here. But like, you know, now it's kinda like, oh, you know, you really wanted uh in twenty seventeen Jace Fry. Oh now last year you really wanted Aaron Bummer in this spot. And it was like then they didn't care. They went to Damaso Marte, um, they, they went to Hermanson, they had Shingo Takatsu back there. Bobby Jenks will come into the mix later as we get through this more. But man, uh they were clutch when needed. And I just those were my couple observations. So have you guys been first of all, have you been watching any of them? And if you do uh, feel free to throw out any observations, and if not, we can get on to uh, the show league. But um, yeah, go ahead if you have anything on Sox Rewind, guys. I'll I'll go real quick. I, I haven't watched all of them uh, just because the, the timing of them, I think they all start at like 4 o'clock. is just, I don't know, weird for me. Uh, but I have noticed the, the starter stuff that you brought up. Um, that team was just so stacked from a pitching rotation standpoint and I want to just kind of relate this to the current team we have now. We haven't seen a pitching staff like that, at least in place, until right now. I, I would expect that this team would be able to 
go a little bit deeper into games. And maybe it's not the seventh, eighth inning. Maybe it's the sixth inning now. But I feel like in baseball, as we continue to go down this path, the sixth inning is now almost the eighth inning uh, of what you know yeah. 10 years ago was. And it's really difficult to watch that because if you go back even farther, if you go back to the 50s and even before then, even maybe in the 70s too, you'd have starting pitchers going consistently eight, nine innings. And it's just, it's really interesting to see how the bullpen has become such an important piece for a baseball team. And the White Sox also have a pretty damn decent bullpen. And we, we've talked about this on this show before. We've talked about it back on Shy Sox Weekly, Johnny. How it's going to be interesting to see how the White Sox manage their bullpen. How Ricky Renteria manages the bullpen in a playoff situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I, I hate to tie this back to the whole thing of we're being robbed right now, but we are because this was the first real test that we would have had for Ricky Renteria. And not only how he manages the offense, but how he manages this pitching staff where he's got guys like Dallas Keuchel, Gio Gonzalez, Lucas Giolito. These are proven guys now in the MLB, and I'm, I'm including Lucas Giolito in there because he was one of the best pitchers in the AL last year. Not only that, you've got guys like Michael Kopech, Dylan C, some unproven guys in there as well. Carlos Rodon was supposed to come back at some point this year. You had a plethora of starting pitching. How was he going to manage this full 162-game season mm-hmm. with this pitching staff? And I, I, I'm, I'm really upset at the fact that we don't get to grade him on how he managed this. Because if you go back and you watch these 2005 games... Ozzie Guillen was a mastermind when it came to all of this. And that was proven in the playoffs. You talk about the, the complete game streak. You talk about the way that he managed this early on. You can already see the way that these pitchers were just dominant through seven, eight innings of baseball. And you turn it over to either Dustin Hermison, Shingo Takatsu, uh, Damaso Marte was another name in there. And then you, you you eventually wind up with Bobby Jenks. This was lights out from one through nine. And this was, I think, personally, from a pitching staff standpoint, the first team that would be somewhat comparable, nowhere near the 2005 squad, but somewhat comparable to a fully complete pitching staff. You had Alex Calame, Evan Marshall. Uh, there's a ton of relievers in this bullpen. And you had arguably... Six to seven guys who could start for your squad. I'm 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 upset that we can't get 162 games of this team because I really wanted to evaluate it. I felt like they were going to be able to go out and make additions after this offseason to make it even better, but it's just disappointing. I'll toss it to you, Buzz. Uh, I'd make it go yes. grim real quick there, Tony. Now I'm sad. No, 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 I, was, I was reminiscing on glory days. We're five yeah, now. I'm sad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, wait a fuck! What a mood killer! I had a wood, and now it's fucking gone. Um, You're welcome. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple things that I really, I, I did notice. Um, you know, going back, you know, because you get lost down that wormhole of baseball reference, right? Especially when you start going into the past on, on these kind of things. And as I sat and kind of looked at everything, man, the respect for the pitching is huge for me. You guys realize that we had four starters that year go over 200 innings four that's fucking nuts you know that that's awesome the pitching was fantastic that year but something that Ozzie Guillen did in 2005 that kind of like 
I guess shocks me more. And you could see how like the game has kind of kind of changed, I guess. Dude, like hypothetically say, uh, you know, he was gonna sit Aaron Rowland or Jermaine Die, and he they were gonna plug in Timo Perez, right? He didn't fuck with the lineup. He just plugged them in wherever those guys usually hit the ball. Yeah. I mean, he did that consistently. He never fucked with his lineup. If he just took somebody out for a rest day, it's not like he was like, all right, well, instead of uh, having JD bat fourth or fifth today, I'm going to have Timo Perez bat fourth. I'm just going to leave it where it is instead of moving Creedy up or moving, or, you know, moving Tadahito Gucci up, whatever. Like, I thought that was super interesting to see. He literally just plugged in place all year long. And it's just kind of interesting because I don't really think you see that today. But that's basically my only takeaway from it. George, what you got? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I agree that this season was one of the seasons where we weren't wondering like who our fifth starter was going to be or who, who the back end guy was going to like, we were finally had a rotation where we had the problem of having too many guys you could put in there as opposed to who's coming up from triple a, like in the next week to just fill in a gap and suck every fifth day when we have to go out to the park and watch them. Oh, you know? And I was ex- Santana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we finally had a team where you knew that it was going to be one of these guys, not just guessing what we were going to be waiting to see, you know, come up or fill in somewhere. I I was excited for that. I mean, I think everything we've touched on kind of points back to how excited everybody was for baseball in general, especially on the South side. And I think most people would agree with everything that we, that our Sox fans would agree with everything we've said as far as wanting to see baseball games under any circumstances uh, that we can get them this season. And, you know, looking back, having the first team that we've actually felt good about in 15 years now. I mean, not that some of them didn't end up being okay and fun to watch, but like the one you were really hyped on since that time. I would say this has been the season there's been the most enthusiasm towards being a Sox fan and actually watching baseball. Yeah, uh, I'm totally with you, George, on just, you know, watching the Sox rewind, at least something, at least it's something on your TV. And I, you know, yeah, I watched that. I, that first day opening day. I, I know I just put on uh, I watched games one and two of the World Series and it's not the same because you're like, you know what happens. But even still watching those, I was like, felt myself getting hyped up, just having some kind of sports on the T on my TV and being able to watch, even if I knew what was going to happen, it was still cool to be able to like feel competitive at least a little bit and be like, man, yeah. our team could be, could be good again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, guys, uh, let's move on. Uh, we've got a couple more uh, news items before we get into the fun stuff. Um, uh, this one, I will be turning over to Tony and buzz because they are participants in it, but, uh, the MLB, the show league, uh, that Saxon 35th has been putting it on. We have a few, uh, on tap guys that have been involved with that. So, uh, let's get a status update. Uh, buzz or Tony, feel free to take it away. It's bad. It's real bad. It's bad. So I, you know, I'm not a huge PlayStation guy. I, I have PlayStation four, uh, four, but the only games that I own are 17, 18. Uh, wait, no, I'm sorry. 18, 19 and 20 are the MLB shows that I own. Those are the only games I have on PlayStation. I'm usually an Xbox guy, but I started getting a little bit more comfortable. So I switched my hitting from the buttons to the uh, pure analog zone. And, um, with the stride and in my franchise i was finally hitting the ball man i was finally hitting home runs because it was pissing me off you know like i wasn't hitting a lot of home runs until i switched that i went to that online i'm 0 and 2 
my run differential's got to be I'm getting outscored by like 15 runs a game. I'm getting fucking murdered. It's it's, hor- it's absolutely I'm terrible. Um, but I did switch over to buttons. Um, in the middle of the last game I was playing against Carson, I believe his name is. He, he's actually on a tear right now, one of the best teams in League Two. Um, he's the Tampa Bay Rays. But I switched over to uh, Buttons, and I finally hit a couple dingers and scored some runs, like where I was actually giving him some fits after he was kicking my ass. So, um, you know, I, I, we'll see. I'll report back and let everybody know how I'm doing now that I've switched to the buttons. But as of right now, I am, uh, I'm fucking trash. I'm clean. And it's real bad. <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, I just, I just want you just for people that may not know about the league or what's going on with it. Um, or have any idea, just let them know what teams you are too. Um, like you have, cause I know you said, you know, like one guy's a raise. So buzz what team you were. And then Tony will jump on this in a second here, but, uh, just keep everyone informed. Cause not everyone may know what is going on actually inside that league. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I ended up picking the Atlanta Braves. Um, I didn't want to take the Sox, and the, and the reason being is because like I wanted to try out a new team. And um, I, I've always liked Atlanta as an NL team. I thought that they were pretty good, so I, I decided to pick them, and um, they're a good team. Unfortunately, when I control them, they're not. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's where we're at with it, man. Tony? So I am the Boston Red Sox. Not a surprise to anybody who knows me. Um, took, took Boston. Uh, unfortunately the Sox were already taken, uh, at that point in time, it was hard for me to choose between Colorado and Boston, but I ended up taking Boston. Nolan Arenado is just a force. Uh, but, uh, Chris Sale and, uh, Rafael Devers and JD Martinez are also a force. So I took, took Boston. I've only played one game in the league so far. And I know Billy's here right now. Billy Raffeld is a fucking monster <laughs> at MLB the show. And I've played some games. I played against you, Buzz. I played against Kinsler. I played against Berklin. And, uh, Buzz, you're the only person who's beaten me online so far this year. Um, yeah, I see. I don't, I don't understand. Like, when I was playing you that day, I was playing Buttons. But that was, like, over the weekend, I think, while we were trying to get ready for it. And then I switched yes. into the franchise. And I switched into the franchise mode, and that's when I was telling you. I'm like, hey, man, I was like, if, if you want to hit better, I was like, I, the stride in the zone, it makes it more realistic, and it seems like I'm hitting better. Well, what an asshole I am. That didn't work at all online. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was getting fucking killed. I mean, like, literally, I couldn't hit the ball. So, and then, you know, like, I have a, con- like, I know you guys can see me on camera right now. Here's the, my controller's right here. My controller's right here. So it's like, this, here, you know, the, the left analog stick is the zone thing, so you can locate the ball, and then you pull back on the right, and then you go up when you want to swing. So I'm having convulsions over here like this every time the fucking ball's coming at me online. You know, jumping up and down like I'm having a seizure down here. <laughs> and, you know, I had to go back to buttons, man, because I am, I am fucking T-R-A-S-H, capital, trash. So Billy Billy has the Astros and what a fucking lineup that is. Um it was it was Sale versus Verlander. And these games are seven inning games. I, I didn't really realize that when we were playing either. Um and I know Billy didn't. But uh you know, it was a two one ball game going into I believe the seventh inning. I put up four runs on the board, um, wound up going six one. He loads the bases in the bottom of the seventh, and somehow I end up getting out of it. But I really feel like I cheated Billy because I don't I don't understand how I won this game. Um, I've only played one so far, but I'm 1-0, I'm undefeated, and I'm ready to come for that fucking championship. Uh, I know Billy, uh, he's in the chat right now. He says he's in first place. I think he's beaten everybody else he's played. 
Um, I'm just going to get cocky right here. I'm going to beat everybody else going undefeated in this fucking league right now. Um, I'm going to beat White That's Sox Dave, too. I'm going to beat White Sox Dave because he's in my division. Somebody needs to. Yeah, he took the Padres. I'm pretty sure he took the Padres. He's wanted Fernando Tatis. Yeah, he's missing missing Tatis and Manny. The the real the real surprising thing that happened in this draft was Jake Berger taking the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, that fucked me up when Jake Berger took the Twins. I was like, damn, Jake. I'm like, for I I DM'd him. I'm like, are you for real? For real? I'm like, come on, man. I got respect for you, but now you kind of you're. You're, you're walking a fine line here. And he goes, oh, come on, man. They hit dingers. I'm like, all right, fine. That's exactly what I was going to say. He picked him because he wanted to hit bombs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can't hate on him because it's, it's a, you know, it's a fun competitive league. He wants to win. I understand. I understand the Sox were already gone, if I'm not mistaken, when Jake did pick. Is that correct, Tony? Pretty yes. sure they were in that division. Yes. So, I think the Sox um, were like the I, second pick in that division. Right. I, I, can't be too, I can't be too mad at him, but it's just like, you know, I don't hold Jake to the same standard that I hold a lot of the other people in the league to because I know that we're a bunch of like diehard Sox fans that like hate, you know, division rivals or whatever. But like to see a guy in the organization take Minnesota, I'm like, oh, you motherfucker! I'm like, you think that's funny? <laughs> but you know, no, I love to Jake. He, he, you know, he's he's got it going, so I'm I'm down with it. So you guys both play with buttons because I've I've started playing uh, in the last few days, and I have been using. Analog too, yeah. That's what, I was doing the analog, George. Man, Tony, but like, I got buttons too. Bad. I yeah, use buttons. I suck I, I use buttons. Um, I'm not good at the game. Like, I'm not going to tell you that's the way to go <laughs> because I have no clue. I'm an Xbox guy. I play a lot of Chell. Um, that's my thing. Um, this show league is is basically this is the first time I've ever played online. Uh, first time I've ever played against anybody else that's a human. Uh, it's always normally yeah, just too. been franchise mode. Um, yep. So I, I can't give you any recommendation, but I do know that when you have Benintendi, J.D. Martinez, and Rafael Devers going back to back to back and then throw uh, Bogarts in there as well, um, you just mash that square, you're going to hit a home run at, at least at some point during the game. That's all I've got to say. Mm-hmm. Probably be nice if you had Mookie Betts in there too. Just saying, it would. <laughs> you know what's surprising? You know what's surprising? The game I played against Billy Verdugo was the player of the game. Three for three, two doubles. Yeah, no, I mean he's not a bad player either. I'm just giving shit because you know Boston had to ship off Mookie Betts uh, to help alleviate their luxury tax stuff. So, um, guys, let's move on. We still got a couple more topics here. So, um, from the show to the show that was going on on Twitter. Um, uh, what oh, we've all been, uh, you know, involved with, um, Tony, uh, I'll let you go ahead and lead this one off because we know what we're talking about, but if you want to give any background as the founder owner of on tap sports net, uh, go ahead. Floor is yours. Oh, thank you. I'm going to, I'm just going to crack this last Corona. I've gone through like five of them since we started this. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate and this isn't uncommon in uh in business anywhere you go but um there is a group of individuals who have started a venture called sports on tap and if you've been following us listening to us um for the last i don't know over a year um you know that we are on tap sports network and uh i take exception when people come in and try and use the the words on tap in chicago sports um, obviously, the owners 
who own this website. Uh, they're from Seattle. Um, they did not know who we were. We did not who, know who they were. Uh, but it, what's more concerning is the fact that there's a group of individuals in Chicago who knew exactly who we were and decided to come into this market underneath the, the name Sports on Tap, which is basically just taking on tap sports and throwing sports in front of it instead of behind it. Um, we don't know where this is going to go. Um, obviously, these guys were uh, unaware, uh, at least from the parent company, uh, that uh, that we had existed. We didn't know they existed. Uh, but it, it's just a little concerning because Buzz went live last night and answered a lot of questions. He did a lot of um, reflection on the whole entire thing. But this is this is Chicago. This is our territory. We've had this on lockdown since we started this operation we've worked fucking hard we've worked tirelessly to provide good content good podcasts good articles updating everybody on the news what's going on here this hasn't been easy this hasn't been uh, a walk in the park so to speak we have put a lot of fucking effort behind this and for somebody to just come in and they knew who we were and use the same name that we have we're not going to stand for it. We are not going to stand for that. That does not happen here. And uh, you know, we've been we've been asked to try and play nice. We've been asked to um, you know back down. But I don't think that's I don't think that's how Chicago works. I don't know about you guys, but in Chicago, when you believe in something, when you want to stand up for something, you stand up for it. And uh, that's one of the reasons George is here. That's one of the reasons why I've been really really happy with the support and and the the backing that we've had on social media over the past few days um i'm astounded i'm i'm humbled i I fucking love it and uh you know guys i i i don't care at this point in time because in my opinion the the court of public opinion has already spoken on this matter on tap sports net covered chicago sports first we are here we're not going to stop and we're just going to keep this train rolling. One of the funniest fucking things that's come out of this was Johnny. Um, he, he did a quick edit of, uh, of the, the Revolutionary War picture where the guys are on the boat with the American flag as they're going in against the Redcoats. And uh, there's the ONTAP flag there on the boat. And I'm ready to lead this fucking Revolutionary War until it's fucking over. ONTAP Sportsnet was here first. This is our territory. You're going to have to try and fucking come and take it from my cold, dead hands. That's not going to stop. I'll turn it over to you guys. Yeah, 100%. This is not going to fucking stop. There was a, you know, and I filled in a lot of people on shit that was going down last night. Actually, two of the people that work for them actually came into the live chat that I was in and uh, were trying to harass me around, you know, and it was, it was just fucking hilarious. Like, yo, like, listen, just straight up to be honest with everybody right now like i don't wish ill will on these people by any means necessary none whatsoever but you're not gonna fucking come in here and have the same name and the guys from seattle refuse to understand the fact that they're people that they're now employing knew about us when they have they have now since unfollowed us but receipts last forever motherfucker like that shit lasts forever i got that shit in the bank so i didn't uh I didn't appreciate all that shit that went down yesterday at all between uh, the, the, the chat that Tony and myself were in. But the coolest thing that came out of this in general 
was fucking George came out of nowhere. I mean, with, I mean, we've talked to George for a while now, which has been cool, like cracking beers, like the tailgate. How many hours did we spend together, dude? Like fucking three hours, two, three hours that night, just drinking beers. You know? Yeah, that was a, that was some night. Right, it was some night. Like it was just like we were hanging out at a house or, or at a bar or whatever, just drinking beers, having a yeah. good time together. So I think that's like when we started really becoming close and talking and shit. But then you like you know coming up on the on the fan side of things for us and. You know, we're like, no, fuck this. This isn't right. We're like, man, fuck, George just needs to come with us anyway. He likes beer. He likes to drink. He likes to be, you know, he, he likes to create content. He's one of us. Let's get him the fuck in here. Let's make this happen. So that's a good takeaway from it. Um, the nasty takeaways are that they don't want to back down, and they asked us to play nice. Well, again, I I, uh, I had the reins taken off. I can say whatever the fuck I want when I want, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. It's bullshit, and we're not going to ask anybody to back down from them. We'll play nice, sure. I'm not going to go out and attack anybody just to go attack them. That's not my MO, but I'm not going to fucking play nice either. Like, that shit's, that shit's ridiculous. And the reason I'm not, the reason I'm not is not because of the guys in Seattle wanting to come into Chicago. It's because of the fucking guys on that Let Me Be Frank podcast that knew who we were, followed us, engaged with us across multiple of our Twitter accounts, whether that's Bulls on Tap, Socks on Tap, private Twitter accounts, whatever. They knew about us, so um, I'm all about fucking controversy and war. Con- is is a very very smart, famous rich man once said, "Controversy creates cash." So let's see who's gonna fucking create the most cash and who's gonna go, you know, ride this thing out in the sunset. Like Tony said, <laughs> you're gonna have to pry it out of his cold dead hands. While I'm I'm right there with him, so come and get it, but you ain't gonna win. So that's yeah, kind of I I gotta say, uh, obviously, first day here officially with you guys but i love the mud i i said it last night i thrive in the mud i live for the mud i like i just breathe it i eat the mud so you guys <laughs> if if we're talking about playing nice i'm not gonna play nice i'm not gonna you know bring out physical threats or anything serious but i will gift and meme and video them into submission by any means necessary. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to go, and until they wave the white flag, as soon as they change their name, it stops. But I'm going to make them wish they never even tried to push this thing because I'm going to go hard every single day until that name changes. And if it never changes, then I'm going to go until I'm in the grave. And that could be a long time from now. That could be soon based on my personal life choices and the amount of alcohol I could drink, it could be, you know, in the next year or two, but guess what? Until that day comes, they're going to be dealing with the summer of George. And I will not forget. We will never forget that they came in here and did that. And I think it's Bush league that they even tried to defend it. Like, you know, you're wrong. Everybody's telling you you're wrong, but you still try and stand up to it. And your, your response is let's talk like adults. No adults don't steal things from other people. That's what that's acting like adults. So that's all I got to say on that. You'll see the content that's going to come out. But George is ready for war. I've, I mean, I'm, I'm in it to win it. Yeah, I think yeah, it, I think what... it comes down to. I don't mean to step on your toes or not. I think it comes no, down you're... to right now. Everybody in this on this call, everybody on this radio show right now, everybody that works within on tap, everybody that's here supporting us on MixLR.com right now knows the kind of content that on tap sports puts out. And I'll tell you something right now. I'm fucking proud of that content that we put out. Nani, you, but you know, the content that you put out, and a lot of people don't know this about Nani, but every, pretty much every fucking single piece of content that gets put out goes through Nani. 
so just so he can, you know, it, it's uniform. It looks good. Like, of course, we're, we we love to write our articles and shit. We have our opinion pieces and whatnot, but we have we like to keep a professional flow to it. And I think that's what's going to set us apart. I think our content is leaps and bounds. I went and did my own research. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I went and I gave him a couple, you know, petty clicks. I wanted to go check out what we were dealing with. And what we were dealing with was people who can't hang on the mic with fucking George, myself, Tony, or you, Nani. They can't talk with us. So we, we, we win that one. They can't out content us. And then if they, and the reason why they stayed dark for over 20, what was it, 26 hours until we got a response in the get go? The reason they stayed dark is because they know what's going to happen if we go full force. And we didn't even have to fucking do anything. It was people. Like, that's why I can't wait to get a tailgate going or just get everybody together for a set of games. The people that came out in support of us these last two days, I will buy each and every fucking one of them a beer. Every one of them. They all deserve a beer. And I I don't know if you guys agree with that. I'm sure you do. But that's where I stand with it. Everybody that came out and fucking supported us, the whole fan – like, it's weird to say we have fans. Like, we're we're all – in it together. We just want to create good content to have people enjoy it with us. And everybody that came out and showed support, I, I tip my hat to you. I think that you guys are fucking great. And we're just going to keep continuing to do what we do. And that's put out the best motherfucking content while hammered as possible. <laughs> yeah. Buzz. Uh, first of all, thanks for the, uh, uh, the little shout out in there. Um, I do, you know, I am the editor here over at ONTAP Sportsnet. If you're wondering, it is in the Twitter bio. So yeah, a lot of that does pass through here. I do a lot of editing on uh, podcasts as well as articles and all of that. So um, I appreciate that. It does. It, it takes time. And that just goes back to some of the points that uh, Tony and Buzz had thrown out. Um, it takes time to do this and it hasn't been, you know, easy by any stretch of the imagination starting up uh, just over a year ago. And, uh, you know, building it to where it is today and we're still growing uh, obviously but uh you know it, it takes a lot of work and uh, uh we appreciate all the people that appreciate our work uh, the work that we have put in uh doing post games after every you know pretty much every Sox game we try to do it for bulls bears uh cubs and uh blackhawks as well um so you know it, we've worked at this thing and it sucks like tony had said we're we're just not going to take it uh it's not it's not chicago way you stand stand the fuck up for what you believe in that's what we're doing um right now so i just want to echo buzzes and say that i appreciate all the fans all of our followers our listeners um people who engage with us regularly who uh you know came into our defense i think tony put it well that that is the court of public opinion who holds the you know kind of ear of chicago the uh you know, we and that's another thing that I just wanted to get out of this. And it's like never wish ill will on any of them. You know, it's everyone, you know, you do your own thing uh, with those guys doing over there. But what we've done here and what we made it a point from day one, Buzz and Tony, when you and I were talking about this at Bulldogs Bar back in, uh, you know, March of 2019, um, right before the official launch. One thing that's different is we like to engage with our fans. We like to be out there at the game with our fans or followers or listeners. Be like, hey, do you hear what I, you know, they'll bring up a point. Oh, you said such and such on socks on tap. That was, you know, I agreed with it or I disagreed with it. And whatever. And we have a conversation. Then, you know, we invite them. And then at the end of the day, we're all just having a beer in Lot B for White Sox. I had met up with Four Feathers followers at the United Center, too, doing the same thing. Be like, oh, yeah, I disagreed with you. I think that, you know, uh, you know whatever about, you know, the line shouldn't be changed when I said they should be or something like that. And that's what we love. That's what we want to do. We wanted to interact. Whereas on their side of things, this other, you know, sports on tap uh, that came in here that was previously, let me be frank, I'd never seen that level of it. And I, I just think that that speaks to, you know, patting ourselves on the back a little bit here, but speaks to what we've done, but then also uh, kind of is really uh, 
driving home, achieving our goal here. And that is connecting, making, building connections, building friendships uh, out of this thing. We've become friends. I would never, if we'd never started Socks on Tap or anything, I wouldn't know guys that are in this chat, like uh, Jason Hosking, Matt Berkland, uh, any of these guys. Um, but we love talking with them and we interact with them on an almost daily basis. Um, whereas I didn't see that from the other side. So uh, my bottom point is we're genuine. We're here for you. Uh, and we're glad that you're here for us. So that is my final two cents on it. Uh, guys, fun stuff. Uh, if you guys have any last words, chime, chime in on that. And then we got fun stuff here. I got one last thing to say. I love everything that we've built here. We're not stopping. It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, whatever the result of, of this is. It doesn't matter if, if, if they sue us or, or come at us legally, whatever. This train ain't stopping. Doesn't matter if we're fucking on tap or whatever the fuck you want to call us. We're we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna drop down to any of these people. As I said before, the court of public opinion has already spoken. They've stepped on our toes. This is not going to stop. We are going to fight for what we believe in. And what, regardless of what the name is, you get quality content out of our company. What we provide to you. I'm not I'm not backing down. And that's part of the reason why we're all here today. We're continuing to do what we do. Um, I, I love every little bit of effort that everybody who's who's come into this company and, and provided for anything, whether that's Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, White Sox, Cubs, yeah, even Cubs. I, I don't I don't I don't care. This this train ain't fucking stopping. We are going full force. We are going to continue to provide you Chicago sports coverage the way we know how. That, that is not going to stop. We are going to continue to do that. Uh, number two, um, we've continued to bring in excellent talent, as we've, as we've seen here today from George. George has joined this, this venture with us, um, and I'm excited to see what he's able to provide for ONTAP. And, and, and there will be many more um, that we bring on here that continue to provide excellent Chicago localized coverage for Chicago sports pop culture we do music we do we do a ton of stuff we do a ton of stuff on this website we appreciate everybody who's tuned in clicked listened done all of that and i can't thank everybody enough who's who's come up and stood up for what they believe is right in this situation uh we were here first let me be frank i said this on twitter let me be frank on tap sportsnet was here first and we're not leaving so that's all i've got to say on that their first name sucked and their second name sucks too. There, that's all I gotta say. Here we go. Uh, on down. Hey, like I said, they said to pull off the troops, but I can have an opinion and I ain't pulling off anybody. I can't control what grown men and grown women do. Shout out Jennifer Coppertop and Allie White Sox. If I don't know if they're here right now, but I'm sure they'll be listening to this eventually. Shout out to them as well for getting into the fray on a sticky situation last night. But I uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna out content them. That's what we do here. We make the fucking best content around. That's no slight to any other Chicago sports blog that works their asses off. It's not a slight at them, but I truly believe in what the fuck we do here. Now let's get into some fun stuff, Nani. Yeah, for sure. My my last one on that is my, my favorite thing about this is, you know, obviously do, I, I, I love, you know, being able to help put out the product that we do uh, for the website and the podcast themselves. But we will never, ever, ever stop interacting with fans in person and online. Uh, that's the biggest thing. You, as soon as all this quarantine bullshit is done, I can't wait, like Buzz had said, to buy all of you beers. Let's go to Chinooks. I'll fucking buy around for everybody, um, every Untap fan. So um, that's one thing that we will promise you. We will never stray from that because we love being out there and we love being out there with you, the listeners, the fans, the followers. So that's it. That's my final final thoughts on that. 
fun stuff time as buzz had mentioned we had summer of george here summer of george uh really stepped up during this and he'd you know he'd come to our zoom tailgate that's when we kind of had our first face-to-face i guess you could say virtually um interaction with him you know we'd seen him on twitter before but then that was the first time we actually real talked we got talked got to know each other um and big white Sox fan um obviously joining us here for sunday fun date Sox on tap um but george uh tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners that may not know um what you're about obviously you had a great run in the 108 tourney defeated me so that was you know uh it was fun i mean it's fun it's all it's, 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 i want to recount fun it's, it no, is. I don't want. I don't want to recount. He blew me out, and that's great. Uh, I, you know, I've I've had a couple of runs, and I did a decent run this year, and you know, it all comes to an end at some point. But uh, George, we just wanted to give, give yourself, give everyone uh, that's listening, following a little background on yourself, uh, what you're doing, and then um, what you're going to be doing here, providing content with us uh, at Ontab Sports Network. So fire away, yes. George. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I followed you guys for a while. I love all the content you guys put out. Um, and I think it just kind of all blended together when the Sox started, the 108 tournament started, and that was a perfect time for everybody that was missing sports and had nothing to do but just sit at home in quarantine and stare at your phones all day, um, which kind of made it fun too. Like I, the last the last week or two, I don't know how long it's been. That one week of whatever that tournament was feels like it w- lasted for a month, based on how my body felt afterwards. But during it. It was like a perfect time where everybody kind of came together and we had something to look forward to every day and funny stuff to look at, whatever content people were putting out. Um, So that was fun. And, you know, I like, I mean, I guess for content, as far as we're doing here, I'm going to be doing a little bit of everything. Uh, I'll probably write some stuff. I want to make some more video content um, and put that out there. People seem to like some of the weird, crazy shit that I do. Um, especially in quarantine, I'll make it work however we have to. I've had some ideas about quarantine, uh, delivery and food reviews that I might be doing here pretty soon. Um, uh, might get some more hot dogs involved in that. Uh, but you know, I, I might, I might spend, I had an idea for, for corn dogs where I just get hot dog deliveries from every hot dog place that delivers, uh, in That's the city, fantastic. um, and just kind of give a rating based on, you know, presentation, how their packaging is, you know, as far as transporting the hot dogs, things like that. So I might get that started up here, uh, ASAP. Um, but yeah, you know, I've, I've, I like being in front of people, uh, having a good time wherever I go. I spend a lot of time on the South side at the games, which obviously we can't do right now. Uh, live in the city. I live in Lincoln park now. Um, but you know, I take the red line down there. I've season tickets with a couple other guys, and we'll go down there, tailgate in Lot B. That's kind of how I got into the mix with White Sox Twitter was just being in Lot B all the time, all summer long, and documenting my travels along the way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm psyched to have the ability to put out some new stuff, um, maybe push something some people haven't seen, and especially in a time when a lot of people need it. Like, you guys are putting out content, and this is a time when people really need something else to take their minds off everything that's going on right now. And I. I think a lot of people appreciate that and it shows, you know, when we not, I don't want to go all the way back to it, but the way people have defended you guys and, you know, during this current situation, I think that just goes to show what the kind of impact you make on the people that listen and follow and interact with the stuff that you guys do, whether it's in person or online. And a lot of, a lot of places won't cross that threshold of like in person, like you interact with somebody online one time, 
you guys go back and forth with people all the time. You host tailgates, you do stuff to get people involved and take their minds off stuff, which is really what it comes down to, right? Like when you're putting out all this content, it's something people enjoy and want to come back and do, you know, multiple times, not just once. And then they're done and they don't get any more interaction. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to keep pushing some content. I'm going to make some more videos. I'm, I'm working on editing some stuff together. Um, keep the people entertained again. And I'm just happy and grateful to have a platform to uh, push some more content on people. Yeah. Uh, we think it's a great platform to uh, have you aboard and we're more than, you know, uh, we are more than excited to uh, have you aboard the ship, George. Um, we're, we're about to get into a little bit of memorabilia talk here, but while we're still on summer of George here, George, you um, have made some really cool artwork on vans, plain white vans, and yeah. then you decorate them up. So just give, first of all, if people may not know, um, whatever, just give the background on it, how you got into it, how you started doing it, and then just some of the designs that you're going to do, because like I said, uh, our next topic here is going to be a little bit of memorabilia. So we, we can start with summer of George's memorabilia, and then we'll get into a little bit extra white sock stuff after we transition into that. Yeah, so, so um, originally I had bought a pair of black and white checkered vans because I wanted to make I would I would do some art stuff here and there in my free time. But now that there's like extra free time and stay at home time, I figured I'd do something different to kind of, you know, break up the routine a little bit and not have the same shit going on all the time. So I brought these originally to just make for myself and throw, you know, I want to do something different through some pinwheels on some shoes uh, painted them at home, um, did some research, got the stuff I needed. And then when I put them up just to like show them online, a lot of people started, you know, interacting with them. And then I had another pair that I had bought that I was just going to wear normal, but then I decided to do those. And now I've got people that are, you know, putting in orders to make whatever they want on it. It's a, you got, you mentioned the hot dog ones. I did those yesterday. Um, and they're coming out pretty cool. I mean, I gotta say the hot dog ones were probably the favorite ones I've done, but yeah, I've just been doing some painting. I'm a real Renaissance man like that, you know, just <laughs> painting and uh, and uh, drinking in Speedos and doing beer bongs. That's how, you know, that's how we get down. But the, uh, yeah, the shoe thing's kind of cool. I mean, I'll sit down and start a pair and all of a sudden it's like eight hours later and I've killed an entire day, which is nice, especially right cool, now though. when we don't have shit going on. Yeah, and uh, so I got a couple more pair. I got two pairs of hot dog ones that now all these people want hot dog shoes since they saw the hot dog ones. So got a couple pair of hot dog ones. I got a couple pairs of, there's this, this friend of mine that, uh, manages and works in a bar. They want like their bar logo on some shoes. Um, what else do I have? Uh, somebody wants like a sea themed one, like turtles and like rant. So like, whatever people are just DMing me. Could you do this? And I'm just killing some time. And, uh, putting some cool artwork together. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been nice. Um, as far as socks memorabilia goes, I would say I have one t-shirt that I've had for forever and it was actually, we'll get, we'll get into that in a second. I just wanted to ask, first oh, of okay. all, Go ahead. Go first, ahead. Okay. first ask, uh, first question would be, you know, you're doing these custom ones. Can we expect a, a pair of, uh, Crackham vans, uh, and on tap sports that customized Crackham vans? I'd love to see you rock on those and not be, that was the first question. And then 100%. second question is then elaborate a little bit on the white Sox designs that you've done on there since we are white Sox specific here. And then we'll get into our vintage memorabilia items after that. Yeah. Crackham vans. I think I'm going to, I'm going to have to do those. Um, so I'll, I'll grab a pair and I'll do some and I'll put them up in, you know, we can do whatever. We'll have the Crackham van crew. 
But um, the socks ones I did, it was, I wanted to keep like some alternate logos. So on the back of the heel was like the old socks diamond logo, Ooh, the gray nice jerseys. Um, and then I didn't want to just like put a socks logo all over everything. So I threw just on either shoe, just the scoreboard pinwheels down the sides of them, like little accents more mm-hmm. than like covering the entire shoe. Uh, so those were the socks ones. Those that's the only pair of socks ones I've done so far. Um, I guess the Chicago hot dog ones I threw on some plain white vans, the big old, (laughs) big old Chicago style. Yeah. And that shit, all the little parts of a Chicago hot dog. If you don't know what goes on one, uh, it's a lot of stuff. So when you drag a shoe through the garden, not like a hot dog, it takes a little time to get all the details in. Um, and then through like the Chicago flag on them. But I've had a couple people reach out and be like, yeah, I want some sock shoes, which is really cool. And I think especially the South side, like we have so many people more than a lot of these other friends, all franchises, not just the Cubs. I'm talking about a lot of them, like a lot of creative people. And it's like a real like tight knit community. I know on Twitter it is for sure, but even at like tailgates and stuff, you don't really get, that's the one team that has that kind of atmosphere around it. Even if we suck, like there's no other place where you get as many people coming together and like enjoying each other's company, I should say, and getting that close together, sharing tailgates, sharing beers, putting out whatever content they have podcasts, doing artwork. Like we got a lot of that stuff on the South, South side, which I think is really cool and kind of sets us apart. So I would say, uh, yeah, if anybody wants some sock shoes, I'm going to get, I'm going to get cracking on the Crackham shoes, but hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's sweet. I just because that's a really cool thing that you've taken up and obviously yeah, you've awesome. done your research on it. People, and do, people like so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, summer of George's Twitter is where he's been posting that. I'm sure we will get some of those, uh, in article form, uh, so we can oh, have yeah. kind of a, you know, collection of some of the work that he's done. Summer uh, of George collection. That. Yeah, absolutely. The summer <laughs> of George collection. I love it. I love it. Bring your own speed content up. He is here. all right guys i mentioned memorabilia before now every week we're trying to do something that's a little bit interactive here because we want to hear back from the listeners and you know there's like george said what else are you doing except staring at your phone most of the day um during this so one thing that we wanted to do um and last week we kind of did favorite stadiums and then also batting stances and windups and all that stuff um this week we're going to go with vintage white Sox items stuff that maybe uh older passed down to you whatever it is what's your favorite item and obviously we'll post these uh, in picture form on our social media channels to uh let everyone else interact and respond with theirs but if you have a favorite one because i'm looking at one right here um and and i'll save it for after i'll let you guys go first but do you have anything cool vintage whether it be memorabilia or gear that you like actually wear so uh, let's fire away i'll take this one first here um i found this the other day um my collection of them but i have all the newspapers from the run in 2005 and when this was going on i would just pin them to my wall in my room uh i think i was like eighth grade freshman year uh, of high school um actually Uh, i i pinned up every single newspaper every game during the playoffs um and eventually at the end of the the whole entire run i had a whole collage of just all the newspaper uh, headlines, different articles that were written about the White Sox. Um, I dug it out the other day. Um, they're not hanging up anywhere, but they're they're secured in uh, in a nice little folder um, right now. But uh, when I 
finally dug those out. I was like, holy shit, man, this is cool. And I, I there's some newspapers from the Hawks runs in there as well. Uh, but uh, I think that's kind of my, my prize thing right now. Um, if I had to go through um, Sox memorabilia, just getting to flip through all of these newspaper articles from various different newspapers. Um, I mean, it's just it's incredible to see. Because you can you can start with the divisional series and work your way all the way through the the World Series, um, and it's just fantastic. I, I love that. I've got a ton of 2005 stuff, and obviously, um, you know that's the the pinnacle of being a White Sox fan at this point in time um, in our lives is the 2005 World Series run. But uh, I was surprised at how much I had actually saved from that, um, and I'm happy that I have all those. Uh, Buzz, I'll turn it to you. Um, I have a rally towel from uh, the blackout game. That's something that's really special to me that I have for the White Sox. I also have a signed, um, it's a child's hat, but uh, a signed hat nonetheless from uh, one Mark Burley, who you both know is like my, probably my favorite White Sox player ever. Uh, Him and Joe Creedy are just two of the guys I love, man. I grew up watching those guys and they were my favorite players. Um, So I I have that. I also have... um, one legit jersey. You guys know I'm more of a jersey kind of guy. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, so you know that about me. But I do have a 05 World Series Joe Creedy jersey. Um, that's probably one of my favorite things of memorabilia um, that I have for the White Sox as well. And then I have, you know, just a bunch of magazines, kind of like piggybacking off of Tony. I have a bunch of magazines, a bunch of um, newspaper clippings and shit from back in the day that I framed. I've done the same thing actually with the bulls. You guys have been down in the buzz cave. So when you walk down those stairs, you see all that shit framed. I frame everything. So, um, but the, my two favorite pieces of memorabilia are probably the, the burly, the burly hat, um, that signed and gosh, I, I probably have to say that, that Oh five, uh, that Oh five world series, Joe Creedy Jersey, probably my favorite pieces of memorabilia that I own. George, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah. And, Actually, I do have my Nana. She kept all of the 05 World Series uh, papers as well. So I had I had one hanging in my room. But I would say as far as my personal favorite uh, piece of memorabilia, I have this so- old Sox T-shirt. It was my grandpa's, found it at his house. But it's from 1991, the year I was born. And I still wear that shit like all the time. So that one, it's just like an old ratty black T-shirt with like a faded logo on the upper left corner, nothing special, but it, you can still see like the copyright 1991 underneath the bottom of it. So I wear that one to a lot of games and that would probably be at least, I mean, I don't know. It's nothing special, but it's the most personal one that I have probably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a lot of good items there, guys. And we'll, we will post these on our Twitter too. Um, just so people can interact and reply with theirs. Cause we'd yeah. love to see it. We'd love to see vintage socks gear. All of that uh, vintage gear is cool and tough. I think that's a non-tap uh, slogan here. Um, one thing for memorabilia-wise, I have a, on the newspaper front, uh, I'm looking at it right now, the Believe It, uh, the Chicago Tribune uh, from when they won, got that framed um, in with pictures of Mark Burley and uh, Paul Canerco autographed right below it. I've also got, as Buzz had mentioned, rally socks um, from some of those games. Um, I've got those hanging up on another picture. I've got plenty of autographed baseballs. Um, I think yeah, I've got Burley in there. You know, Carlos Lee is on there. A lot of cool stuff like that. But I'm a big fan of wearing. And you know, I love my hats. Uh, I love you know wearing vintage gear. It's cool. It's a cool look. Um, so uh, my grandpa had a ton of awesome White Sox hats. 
Um, and I was lucky enough to be the recipient of them uh, because I was one of the biggest White Sox fans in my family. Um, so I'm going to show you guys some of these. One of my favorite ones here is a corduroy hat. You don't get stuff like this. Anyway. Oh, that's fucking you don't see that it. killer. Yeah. yeah the navy killer. blue with the white, white script, Chicago White Sox font on it. That's one of them that I love. Absolutely love it. Is that still it. in good condition, Donnie? Yeah, it's still in good condition. Yep. Um, so awesome. I'll, I'll wear it out to a few games. Like I said, I'll post these two so people can see them. Another one, this green green one st patty's day one it's you know not like the official one but i like snapbacks a little bit better anyway but that was my grandpa's handed down so there's sentimental value there but also you know the older style of it but i wear it every every year on st patrick's day um, usually tight. when i go out to spring training with kinsler around st patrick's day whatever game's closest to it uh, i'll wear it out there then another one this is you know my paint hat you know, whenever i'm painting something it's already my grandpa wore it when he was painting but it's got like stains and stuff on it but you know just a really cool paneled kind of trucker hat here yeah um, that I love the vintage, I love hat, the vintage hats, man. So yeah, um, th- those are three of my favorites that I have right there. And like I said, I will post all of those, but I just wanted to get, get the takes on vintage gear here, uh, because I'd love to see a bunch of them from our followers. So, uh, we will open that up in the replies, uh, to this podcast when it is published in po- podcast form, which will probably be later tonight. And then we'll start, uh, flowing these out there tomorrow on Monday. Uh, that being so, um, the next item on the fun stuff, uh, we definitely, we talked about it. We want to do more zoom meetups, uh, um, and we'd like to know what people would like to do. Um, we could do another tailgate. I think that'd be good. You know, get a bunch of White Sox fans in there. But I think a general on tap happy hour, too, guys. Um, I would totally be down for that. I don't know about you, or if you have any other ideas, feel free to throw them out right now. Yeah, general on tap happy hour would be great. I uh, just get everybody <laughs> from all of the uh, the different blogs and and stuff that we have out there. Um, you know, there's a lot of. I think what are we? Thirty five strong plus. Um, with a bunch of different guys who cover Chicago sports. So I think that would be a really good time. Um, and, and obviously we can theme these whatever we want. I love the Sox one that we did already. Um, we already talked a little bit about uh, doing some of these. If the, if the White Sox do start down in Arizona, some virtual tailgates before some games. Um, one of the other things, too, I know with the Sox Rewind stuff that's going on, uh, they're eventually going to start to do the uh, playoffs uh, mm-hmm. as you get towards as you get towards June there um, I, I'd like to do some tailgates before some of those games um, and then uh, hopefully some socks on tap post game shows for the playoff run as well I pretty much echo everything he said I, I anything on zoom to get us all together I'm down to do happy hours uh, you know tailgates for 05 games because we were all pretty much too young to drink um, I couldn't help but notice, I know Tony was born in 91, and Nani, I love you like a brother, you know that, and George was born in 91, but did you guys know a fucking crazy fact about 1991 real quick? That was the year God perfected men. Look at how great they are. Oh, <laughs> sure. That's <laughs> true. I heard it My started then, but, did, but, didn't, but didn't fully culminate until 93, Buzz. That's what I heard. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, so I had to throw that out. I had to throw that shit out there. For the 90s, the 91 crew here is 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 cool and tough. Yeah, dude, we all. I got. I'm gonna go get a fucking 1991 tattoo, and I want you guys to put your signatures under it. I'm gonna so, put you know, 1991 I'm... on the Crackham shoes, and then, a top, <laughs> and then a real small 93 right in the corner, just for Johnny. <laughs> there you go. Just for Johnny. Man. <laughs> He's our little brother. The young, so he, yeah. the young Johnny, end of the group. Yeah, Johnny 93. Well, yeah, Johnny 93. But yeah, as far as the Zoom thing goes, anything that we can do, um, you know, I was actually thinking about the same thing with the playoffs when the playoffs started on the rewinds that we should definitely do something crazy for those games. I mean, um, you know, I was thinking for each complete game that was thrown in the ALCS, 
we should definitely drink a beer every inning for each pitcher. So, I mean, nine innings, nine beers, that's what we should do. They, they, they were able to go out there and go the fucking Swarming distance. Up. We, yeah, we can do we could do that here at Sox on. Oh, you know what we should you know what we should do? That is a good idea. We should do the nine 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 challenge to one of those games. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, nine. That's, yeah, that's a fucking. I great like idea. that. Nine yeah. hot dogs, nine beers, and the nine innings, nine and innings. you can just. I don't know. There's probably a way you can just live it, or if you do it on Zoom or whatever. But we could do nine 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 challenge to those games. Yeah, I mean, I got the double chin. I'm fat already. Yeah, at least one of them. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> crush hot dogs. Yeah, yeah we'll do I, it. I love it. I, I love those ideas, and obviously we could do something like that. Uh, as you had mentioned, George, with the uh, complete games for a 999, definitely a great idea. I, I like the on-tap happy hours just as something on maybe like yeah. a Friday afternoon uh, to get people together or whatever. Maybe it's Saturday, midday kind of happy hour thing. Of, you know, what people hit the booze early on Saturdays anyway. Comiskey will probably already be, uh, you know, four uh pbr hard coffees in already um but it, I, I think that kind of stuff would be fun uh antonio talked about doing stuff for the tailgate obviously we make it we could uh you know do more for during the world series but at least one for each of those like one for before the LDK game of the uh, uh of the boston series before the aj drop third strike game um uh, of the alcs i think that kind of stuff could be cool uh down the road here but in the meantime i would be down for themed happy hours too i know it's a lot better um when everybody can be together and if you're in a theme but hey if the weather's getting warmer and things are nicer outside maybe some people are sitting out on their deck while they're doing the zoom call with us fuck let's do a um a hawaiian shirt happy hour you know, fucking, something yeah. like that, you know, jerseys, wear your favorite jersey. Um, we, we could have, you know, themes, themes for that. Uh, I think that buzzes crop top um, happy hour. Dunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, you bring up the crop top every chance you get. And I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to actually order a speedo because I thought George looked so good in his. I'm going to get my own. And I'm going to wear it with the crop top. I'm going to fucking That's send That's a great it look. Yeah, it's I think timeless. It would I think it it's would timeless. be. I'm going to send you the speedo first. And of course, I would not have worn it, but I need you to paint on it. And then send it back to me. <laughs> but you really need okay. to magnify the socks because it's very small. So the bulge will not push out the O. So we need okay, to- got <laughs> it. I got you. <laughs> so we got we to gotta fuck around and just make sure I, like, I look well endowed, though I am not. I could just put a socks logo on the back and just put like an elephant trunk on the front or something and just do, do it that It'll way. It'll look like a baby elephant. Maybe like a long. I'm <laughs> <laughs> fucked, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we, I like that one of the comments here, Jason Hosking says, I'm in for a 555 uh, Giolito rain delay complete game challenge. There you go. That could be a nice abbreviated ah, one. Really we were at that game. So, yeah. No, Jason. We were at that game. No, we were. Jason, Jason, you need to do the full thing. You do both. There's one is warm up, and then the other one is, you know, like the real deal. That's yeah, what I like. We c- I mean, we could warm up. Jason, that guy is, shout out, Jason, one of the funniest guys on Sox Twitter. Like, that dude kills me. Every time he posts one of those videos, especially during the 108 tournament when he was doing his little recaps, like, outside ripping a heater on his porch in the middle of the <laughs> night. And he was, it was, like, pitch blackout. He'd just, like, look around, like, hear noises out <laughs> in the boonies and be like... In the Iowa corn. Fuck, yeah, he'd be like, you're a crazy fuck. You gotta watch there. out for the children of the corn out there, though. <laughs> yeah. Might get, that's why might get look, fucking scary. His head just darts over his shoulder like every 10 seconds in those videos if you watch them. Yeah. 
Great, great shit. I love it. I can't wait to get on more Zoom events, and we will post them from the main account and from Socks on Tap uh, as they come together. Uh, more parties at the Zoom Tower. I think that's a graphic that needs to be um, reused because it will always be a party at the Zoom Tower. So um, as soon as any of those come to fruition, uh, we'll let everyone know. Uh, same kind of deal as we did for that tailgate on uh, the pseudo opening day. So uh, guys, we're getting down the stretch here on our regular segments here. Meatball takes uh, if you got one throw it out or if you saw one good on twitter this week or wherever i'll turn it to buzz first yeah no no no, i'm turning it to you but why why are you turning it to me you gotta look for one you're looking i gotta look i gotta look for a meatball (laughs) take here I, I can start off if you guys are still thinking. Um, mine would be uh, kind of something that I'd reference earlier when we were talking about Sox Rewind, man. Um, the Seeing all these starters go so deep into games makes me miss that shit. It makes me hate bullpenning right now. And I understand the game has changed. I get it. But, man, if I could see starters going to late into games more consistently, I would love that. Um, it's cool and tough. That- I've, I've got a good one. I did not come up with it myself. So I, I, I will not take, um, you know, I will not take this dude's content, but Richard Marxist on Twitter, Richard Marxist at Max underscore the power. He had a Max's meatball take O the day. And I just think this is fucking fantastic. So I'm going to read it out loud here. Uh, look, Mariano Rivera is clearly great, but I'm just saying, I'd like to see what folks could do if they got a second or a third look at him. <laughs> I think that's fucking fantastic. That's hilarious. So I give him definite props. That is a huge, huge meatball take of the day. Um, Oh, God. And then there's another – well, there's another good one that's related to the Bears on here, but I'll I'll save that. I'll save that for a memento for for later. That is fan-fucking-tastic. All right, so that's my meatball take of the day. Shout-out to Richard Marxist. I think Richard Marx is the guy who sings – what song does he sing? Wherever you go, whatever you do. I'll be right there waiting for you. That's it. I Googled it. Fuck yeah. I was was right. (laughs) All right. So so, so two things right here. Number one, uh, Buzz, myself, and a few other guys from ONTAP Sportsnet last night were streaming some shell. And Buzz, Buzz delivered, if not the best Creed cover that I've ever heard in my entire life. What song did I sing, Tony? I was fucking wasted last night. Jamie well, and that, that, that's the funny Dora. thing, too. That's the funny thing, too, is because I said, Buzz, you're on one. And you said, I'm not on one. But I already know you sprint marathons, motherfucker, and you were on one. Yeah. Um, so you can admit <laughs> it now. You were on one. But Buzz is the best Creed cover man that you've ever heard in your life. There's a meatball take straight from my mouth to to your ears. Buzz is the best Creed cover man. Number two is Sports on Tap will succeed in the Chicagoland market. They're fucking not. <laughs> meatball take of the day That's right there. I toss take. it to George. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen – I haven't gotten enough a good enough dose of meatball takes lately just without there being sports here. Um, I would say Sports on Tap uh, in general is just a big old meatball uh, thinking they're going to come in here and do anything. But, you know – I guess that's my own meatball take of the day is that I'm going to come for them and finish them. 
That's personal summer of George guarantee. So that's my meatball take for myself, <laughs> for you guys. Here we go. That's a, hey, that's what meatball takes are for. That, that's They'll be done. Second, they will be done sooner. Give this segment of the show just for that reason. So that's the perfect place to air it out, George. Um, uh, another one that we have uh, recurring is tinfoil hat time. There. Guys, I don't have anything. Uh, if you guys don't have anything, we can just skip right over it um, and get to our shout outs. But I've got um, some tinfoil tin tin hat time. I've got some tinfoil hat time. Have you looked at the fucking weather this past week? There is only one reason right now that we're dealing with the coronavirus is because the last fucking week in Chicago has been beautiful. Excellent tailgate yeah. weather. Excellent White Sox team we would have seen on the field. This is that so White Sox, which is a baseball god. Just it's a rule at this point in time. The past week would have been excellent. I'll not be in the stadium, every single bit of it, we would have had baseball more than you normally would have if you started the season in March. I mean, we're talking about 70-degree weather, upper 50s, just some great times. Tinfoil hat time. The one year that we get some good weather to start April, we're fucking sitting in quarantine. This was designed to happen by somebody. I don't know who it is. I'm searching you out. It's probably sports on tap, but that's the reason why we're fucking sitting here right now. They wouldn't be there anyway, so they wouldn't have to worry about the weather. That, that's that, that's true. They wouldn't they wouldn't be there. They'd be in they'd be in Arlington Heights, calling it the city. Yeah. Oh, totally. I saw that. I saw that. Spicy. What? We'll be out there virtually uh, when we can, and then as soon as as soon as we are possibly able to, I'll meet up in person. We'll be out there. That is an on tap promise, non tap guarantee, if you will. All right, um, guys, uh, rounding this thing out here, we've gone a little longer than we usually do, but that's all right because we've got a, a fourth voice on the show. It's nice to welcome Summer of George in. So, George, our last segment uh, before Buzz does our usual closeout here, we give a shout out to anyone. And I think it's fairly obvious for a bunch of these. I know what a bunch of you guys are going to say, uh, but we give shout outs from Socks on Tap stuff that you've liked uh, from people on Twitter, or just interacting with them or talking to them, whatever. Uh, maybe um, someone that something's done for you. Um, doesn't even have to be on White Sox Twitter or whatever. So, um, Socks on Tap shout outs. Uh, Tony, fire away. Shout outs to obviously everybody who supported us uh, through this entire uh, thing that's gone on the last few days. But uh, a lot of a lot of different people that have reached out to me personally. Um, obviously, if you're in this in this listening room right now, um, I've talked to all of you. Uh, Joe Binder Binder from Socks on Thirty Fifth for starting the uh, the show league. I think right now, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna separate the whole thing, Joe and Jordan over there who started that to keep everybody's mind off of the uh, the pandemic, just to get everybody together, play some baseball virtually. I think that that's really awesome. I appreciate what those guys are doing over there. Obviously, um, it's it's a really good thing to have some sort of competition going on during this because I I thrive on competition. That's why I watch sports. Um, Billy, I beat you. I'm going to beat everybody else um, that I play. Uh, <laughs> that's a promise. Um, so uh, shout out to the guys over at Sox on 35th for starting this thing. Um, it's a really good thing during this whole entire uh, lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Um, so shout out goes over to them. And then secondary shout out to everybody who supported us uh, through this whole thing. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I'll turn it to Buzz. Uh 
to echo the statements, shout out everybody that um, supported us yesterday, like, you know, Berkland, Jason, I mean, all those guys. I mean, you know, all the normal guys that we usually shout out on this show, Jay Mills, all those dudes. But there's there's three people I want to take the time to shout out on, on the show here today just because of everything that went down yesterday and how this world can be a sticky situation with, you know, people saying, you know, things that you really didn't say or putting words in your mouth. So I would like to uh, thank Allie White Sox and Jennifer Coppertop first of all, um, for coming out and fucking having our backs here at on tap with the girl that was trying to reach for fucking straws about something that was said that was never even directed at her. She wasn't even a part of the thread either. Um, it was her and one of her, her, you know, little douchebag dude, uh, friends from, uh, you know, sports on tap or whatever. So I want to shout those two out for having our backs and for just being, you know, good people. And then I want to shout out, uh, Lauren Wills, um, L Wills on Twitter. She runs snark Burley. Not only did she throw out on her Snark Burley account, you know, to rep the uh, OG on tap crew and throw out the, you know, the on tap uh, shop on her Twitter. She was also there for us through all that bullshit yesterday and having our backs. So I wanted to shout those three ladies out. I thought they were fucking fantastic. They had our backs. And like, if you're going to get into a fucking fight with a chick, there is no one better to have probably behind your back than Lauren Wills like that. She will fucking probably roundhouse kick somebody's fucking face off. So I'm like, I'm all about that life. So <laughs> I definitely appreciate everything that they did. Wanted to shout, you know, shout them out for a moment. I was luckily lucky enough to meet Jennifer at our, uh, if you guys remember at our online tailgate that we had, she was hanging out with us drinking fucking beers. And she was actually one of the first people that woke up the next day and said she felt like she got hit by a truck because fucking Nani had us doing shots left and right where I didn't even remember my, I don't even know how I got to work the next morning because of fucking Johnny Nani. I have no clue how I drove to work, but I made it. Hey, I, came I, always about to spice, <laughs> I always like to spice things up in some way, shape, or form when we're all in lot B. I had to do it some way virtually. Shots yeah. on the half hours, that was my way to do it. <laughs> you did it. So, you really were, did it. Yeah, those were my shout-outs, man, to those three. Um, George, go ahead and take the floor. Uh, yeah, okay. So my shout-outs, they're a little bit more generic. I want to shout-out the ONTAP Sportsnet guys, you guys uh, interacting with me, uh, bringing me along here on this uh, little ship we got going, the train, the pain train that's about to start rolling. Um, pretty excited about that. Shouts out to Buffalo Wings and Rings. No free ads, but Buffalo Wings and Rings, they've, they've kept me fed a couple times during this quarantine, and they have awesome food, and they're right by the Sox Park. So they're doing carry out. And then shout out all the liquor stores that are still open. That's my final shout out. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me keeping me alive through these trying times, as as well as many other people, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, guys, good shout outs. Um, I echo with, with the all of our Untapped fans, <laughs> our followers, our listeners that have come out um, in support of us and what we've been doing, um, especially in the times that we've faced over these past couple of days here. So um, that's number one, first and foremost. But then also, um, I kind of tweeted out, so I gave a little spoiler. Usually I like to save it for the pod, but um, I, as soon as I got it, I knew I had to uh, throw it out there because I uh, told them I would, and it's a pretty sweet koozie. Uh, the Iowa White Sox uh, page that started up. They made some pretty cool koozies. Um, and Jason Hosking uh, hung out with the guy who runs Iowa White Sox, and uh, he was kind enough to ship me one. Um, oh, so I, I threw that out there. So, yeah. Um, when did this happen? Iowa when did this, this happen? fucking happen? I just got it yesterday, guys. Oh, so, man. Uh, I fucking want one. 
So there you go. Yeah, you can go and uh, contact Iowa White Sox and Jason for that. But uh, it, it is really cool koozie. I love that. I have family in Iowa that are diehard White Sox fans, so uh, it's it a little closer to home. So it's nice to have that. And hopefully I'll get them lined up as soon as they have more uh, out there and we get closer to baseball. Um, get my Iowa White Sox family some Iowa White Sox fans koozies. So shout out to Iowa White Sox and Fantastic. Jason Hosking. That is it. Guys, we've run long this time. I know it's been good, good entertainment, but uh, it is time to get to wrapping things things up so buzz take it away <clears throat> all right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on all social media platforms more importantly twitter to help us you know keep that growing going at ontap sportsnet at socks on tap be sure you're following us on mixlr.com if you follow us you'll get notified anytime that we go live um, be sure anywhere you're listening to the podcast, you're giving us a five-star rating and review as well. That could be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, what have you. We'll be back next Sunday for another installment of the Sunday Fun Day. Again, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Boys, that's all I got. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. Sox forever, boys. Be